It may be sunny in LA, but I stay bringing the shade. You think you have me figured out? Until you don't. This is Black Reality Kiki with AJ. And your girl, Fresha. We're getting into season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's all about the shade, the drama, and the slays. Come, Come take, take a, a BRK. BRK. Welcome back, BRKers. We're back. Honey, we had a whole week off from the show. We did. Bravo gave us a little break there for Memorial. I know. What did you do? Um, I went down to San Diego and kikied for a little bit. Got out the city just to, you know, switch it up a little bit. What about you? Ooh, I love that. Honestly, I kept it local. You know, there weren't many cookouts or anything around, sadly. But it was cool. I got to lounge around the house, play with my pup. Shout out to Carter J at Carter JBK. Now I'm ready to get back into the Shady Queens who are still in the concrete jungle, honey. You see, I got my Yankee shirt on. Oh, not you represented for the NYC. Honey, I gotta show love where love is wow. due. Okay, I'm not mad at that, actually. Honey, so shall we get started? Let's go ahead and get into it. So we come back to this crazy dinner that I'm sure is in Jersey, but nonetheless, <laughs> we come back to the... <laughs> We pick back up. Mm-hmm. We pick back up with the girls. And it sounds like everyone is trying to get through to Drew that, girl, it's your assistant that's the messy one. And why are you coming for Sheree? Yeah. Um, we definitely saw the ladies trying to hold Drew accountable for her approach or just like her demeanor towards these issues that come up in the group. Um, and I think that's the word is accountable. It's like Drew doesn't like to take accountability is what we've learned through this whole assistant exercise. Um, and you know, Sheree came through with the receipts, but Sheree made a point. She said, see, this is how you bring it up to someone. Like you don't go to candy. You don't go to Kenya. You don't kiki with Marlo do all of that behind my back and then mention it when everyone in the group knows, except me, like, this is how you do it. You come straight, straight to the source and let whoever know what you've heard or what you've read or, you know, what's in the streets. Honey, she even had to get Candy in order real quick because if you recall, Candy was the one going around talking to everybody about it and didn't really bring it to Sheree. And so I understand, you know, her perspective here because it's like, girl, we've been here since day one. You couldn't come talk to me? You you feeding into this madness of Drew Sedora? And what did Candy do? She, what did she say? Sheree was like, well, this and this and this and this is what is what you did. And Candy said, that is correct. <laughs> she kept it funky. She kept and it she real funky. And she apologized. So she took accountability for her action and then apologized. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but Drew apologized as well. But she gave one of those, if you felt this way, I'm sorry. Or if this is how it came off, if I'm sorry. It was very half-ass apology type vibe. Rolling eye emoji, like I just cannot with Drew. It's like we are we want to root for her so bad. But for whatever reason, I feel like she keeps letting us down. But hey, I guess Ralph isn't gay, question mark. Honey, that's for him to know and for us to find out, I'm sure. And you know it's Pride Month. <laughs> Happy Pride Ralph. <laughs> Happy Pride Ralph. <laughs> Honey, that's my good Judy. Exactly. No shade at all. Mm-mm. Honey, so then Miss Kenya Moore has to walk away from the table because her trifling-ass baby daddy is giving her a little flag. You know, he was. He really was. We will definitely kind of dive deeper into this. Kenya in a new light, at least up to this point. Um, but yeah, I just feel, I feel, I do feel 
pity for her with that whole baby daddy situation. Like I believe Candy and Marlo came up to her to kind of check in with them cameras um, to capture that content, <laughs> never without. Um, and you know, I think obviously we know we've seen in real time, like Candy struggles with Riley's father and trying to forge some type of relationship between the child and the father. And they said, listen, like at a certain point, you just have to let him come to you. But Kenya said, no, absolutely not. I will never let it up. I will, I will remain persistent and consistent, um, in kind of fostering that relationship between Brooklyn and Mark. And we do know, I'm sure there is some deep trauma there as far as Kenya's kind of scorched relationship with her mother of no fault of her own, totally her mom's doing, but we do see how strong of a relationship she has with her father as a result to, um, to the health situation. So I think it's really a sore subject for her and I'm just really feeling for her, honestly. Yes, I agree. I feel bad for her too because Kenya really wanted this child and I'm glad she got her because she's so sweet. Brooklyn is one of the most adorable kids I've ever seen. And it sucks that she's now having to be a single mother, but I also understand her, you know, wanting to keep Mark involved with her daughter's life because it is tricky raising a kid by yourself and not having access to both parents and she probably wants brooklyn to feel like she can always have access to her father and build that relationship with him and so i understand her trying to fight trying to make it work but hunting to candies in them points sometimes you just gotta let a man be a man and just do your thing for your daughter and not depend on him because clearly you can't depend on him or nobody else but yourself at the end of the day Yep, that's true, T. So that was really sad, but, you know, another development, I guess, in Kenya's storyline for the for the season. Honey, so then we quickly have a little kiki with the producers of Thoughts of a Colored Man. And, honey, it sounds like the play is successful, so shout out to them, honey. Honey, the numbers are up in Atlanta. I was in Georgia and Texas. Honey, Texas and Atlanta, so you know that's Candy Burris is doing. So you know them Southern males coming through, honey, for the play. Honey, the publicity is publicitying. There you go. And then we see our newbie, Miss Sonia and Kenya, go for a little... New York stroll, and we see that Sonya really is bothered by Drew, her friend. Right. Yeah. Um. For me, the shadiest moment of that moment was when she brought up "Drop It with Drew" mm-hmm. to Kenya. I was like, okay, sis, now you starting to get a little down in the dirt with it. Like, if you have an issue with the way she's conducting herself in the group, especially if you feel like that's an indirect reflection of you or your relationship with her. That's one thing. But now you coming for the businesses. I'm like, hold on. Or the business, if you will. I mean, we're all thinking it, but it's just like, was that appropriate for that conversation? Like, how does that speak to, does it speak to her character? I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, eh? Well, honestly, I'm team Sonya here because I do think it sort of speaks to her character because from science perspective and honestly, my perspective If you're coming up with a business or a service-based company that provides people with the service of losing weight, but you got a tummy tuck, that's false advertisement. It's giving fraudulent. It's giving very fraudulent behavior. And to science point, it's like, okay, I know we've just met and we're getting to know each other, but if I'm considering you a new friend or what have you, and I'm getting to know you, but I see you being a fraud to your fans and stuff, I'm going to assume that, okay, if you're being fraudulent to your fans, you could be fraudulent to me too. Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously, it really is. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking about dropping with Drew and it really just 
makes me laugh. I'm sorry. It's so bad. I mean, and obviously we get into it more later, but it's serious though. Like I get it. You know, you had a mommy makeover. She said she had some ailments as well that again, we talk about later, but I don't know. It's just giving really suspect behavior. So I understand Sonya bringing this up in this moment because I too am confused. Yeah. And then of course in the scene, Kenya talks to Drew's marriage relationship with, with Ralph and the similarities between him and her ex, Mark. To me, it just comes off extremely genuine because, especially because Kenya is speaking from a um, a point of experience of what she's gone through. She's like standing on that, right? So I honestly appreciated overall the conversation. And then Sonia, I think I mentioned on last episode, I do feel like it's a just conversation um, to have as far as, again, like checking in, like, okay, sis, you said you were cool. We've got this whole friendship going, well, building a friendship, but I'm watching you go at it with these women and you're in the wrong, in my opinion then, you know, it's worth flagging it up to the remainder of the group. So I'm not mad at it. It was just the drama with Drew that just, she was like, you know, I still can't tell you what that business is. And I'm like, and of course it's shady though, because she's bringing it up to Kenya Moore, who we know back in the day with the stallion booty, um, you know, kind of undercutting Phaedra with that whole business opportunity. For me, that's where the messiness comes in. But to your point, A, it does make sense because it's like if you're presenting yourself as a fraud or just there's smoke and mirrors with you as far as like your public persona even, like what can I trust and what should I look out for? So it was it was a productive scene, huh? They finished up in Starbucks. Did you see that? I did, honey. And Science said that she was going to pay. I didn't mean, SB. I said, okay. Okay. It's also messy that, of course, if she brings it up to Kenya, Kenya is going to bring it up later just as she does. So she knew what she was doing. She knew. It was very strategic. I told you, episode one, Miss Sonya is coming to play. Honey, it's intentional for sure. Okay. I'm a fan. Honey, so then we finally get to this chop house. <laughs> I'm mad you remember the name of the restaurant. Honey, I remember the name because this conversation has been on my timeline for the last three days. And I've been ready to get into it Mm. because we talk about the skeletons that are in these girls' closets. Oh, let me be corrected. The famous skeletons. Alleged. That are in these girls' closets. And you know I made a list. Hello, I did too. So let's run it down. Honey, so first, (laughs) Miss Marlo Hampton and Jazzy Faye. That was a mess. (laughs) What did she say? She said, yeah, I mean, I wasn't interested because he had a girlfriend at the time. Yeah, she was like, she didn't want to be like the the secret or something. I'm like, well, damn, girl, you just telling all your tea on, on that ass. That's what I'm like. So was a proposition made? Was a proposition proposed, if you will? Like, what are you saying, Marlo? Was it giving side piece? It was giving something. Mm-hmm. As a viewer, it made it look like Jazzy was trying to get down with the get down, Mr. Jazzy Faye. And Marlo was like, mm, no. Always the main, never the side. I said, okay. But damn, the scene with him coming in and they were like, I was like, oh, there he go. That was sort of <laughs> cute, but you know it was planned, but it was cute. Of course it was planned. Honey, so following up Marlo and Jazzy, we had Candy come through with Gerald LeVert, rest in peace, which I did not know that they were a couple. I didn't know either. Honestly, like... Are they close in age? Well, obviously he's passed, but I don't know. He, I feel like he, I, I didn't look it up, but I, even that throwback picture of them, like he looked older than her. He was probably for sure older than her, but I wouldn't say too much older. Like 
if she was mid 20s he was probably like early to mid 30s now that's not fact i don't know that to be fact but i'm pretty sure they were in the same generation if you will like they were peers so that was cute they have a song apparently hidden files and candy coated nights and then doubling back to marlo gene simmons <laughs> i think that was a joke i don't think she was seriously dating gene simmons do you i mean maybe i don't know like it's too random of a name for her to drop you know what i'm saying like out of all the people in this world she could have named. She named Gene Simmons. What did, um, I think Candy made a comment. Somebody made a comment like. That's not shocking. It's a 70 year old white man. Kenya said like, well, they're probably about 30 years apart. So that does make sense. Something like that. I was like, you better put some respect on Gene Simmons name. Honey. Yes. When she said Gene Simmons, I thought she was referring to that guy that used to do those 80s workout videos. You remember him? Oh, that's Gene. Wilder, maybe. No, that's an actor. No. <laughs> I definitely have to look this up now because it's gonna bother me. Yes, please look at hold on. Oh, Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Okay, okay. That's what it is. It's Richard Simmons. Yes, yes. But are Gene and Richard related? Honey, it might just be Simmons, yeah. Just a comment last that. Honey, I think it's just a Simmons vibe. Yeah, exactly. It is. He's talking about Gene Wilder. I'm freaking weak. And then Kenya Moore dropped Prince. What's the sound Prince used to make? Something like that. I don't know. Artist formerly known as Prince, whatever, the symbol, you know, all that jazz. Purple rain. That's believable, sort of, though. That is definitely believable, especially like the era when Kenya was the it girl, which she was an it girl. Mm -hmm. Don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. And Prince, may he rest in peace, was known to be a little freaky, so. Honey, he always kept a mean batch of bad bitches if you will so you know he was banned from north carolina for a certain time really honey yes because he stripped naked in the 80s on the stage in raleigh <laughs> are you serious dead ass honey dead look it up honey north carolina was not playing those games rest in peace shout out to the home state now honey you know we skipped one and saved her for the last listen for one miss drew sadora you know damn well that man did not have your music listening to that. <laughs> what music? Marlo said, was there music? She was focused on the right things. She was like, what is this music? That's how we know you're not telling the truth. Obviously, they, they censored the name on the show. They censored it. They censored both names, his names and the wife name, honey. Correct. For mm -hmm. obvious freaking reasons. Because mm -hmm. I'll tell you this much. Gene Simmons ain't going to sue you for saying his name on Ravon. But this basketball, the king of the NBA, as she says. Okay. And the wife, they're not, they don't want that litigation smoke. Honey, now, I'm gonna pull something from the hot tea on the streets to you. Ooh. If you recall, right before the show premiered, said basketball player made a post to his wife dedicating, you know, just his love for her or saying, you know, he was so appreciative, mind you. He just had a groundbreaking, you know, thing come out on his career with his financial status. He made this post to his queen, if you will, thanking her, being very appreciative to just everything that um, she brings to the table and things of that nature. And so I'm curious if it had anything to do with this new episode coming out. Because for me, it's like, it's giving a guilty dog with Bart. Just a little bit, just a little bit. I'm not saying no saying no saying, but what I'm saying is it's giving a little weird for me. I mean, I will say that I too have walked in the Twitter streets um, ahead of our Kiki here today and the streets, 
there's a lot of allegations out there. Allegedly this, allegedly that. Let's just say this is not the first time, apparently, allegedly, that this could potentially have happened with this person and other significant others, women, whatever you want to call it. So, honey, they were going in on Twitter. So if anyone is out there listening and you're curious, just go on and hop on me, Twitter, me, Instagram, anywhere on social media. But just know I'm with you. Honey, it... It was a little suspect, and you know, to your point, I personally have never heard of Drusadora's songs outside of her song on the game. <laughs> but what I will say is, you know, the timeline could add up. So, girl, if she's saying that she slept with Shaman Haynes, then she must have slept with Shaman Haynes, honey. Laquan, okay? Honey, I mean Laquan. Honey, that was a mess. I like that game though. I'm not gonna lie. I wish, I want all the housewives to play that game in some way, shape, or form because that was a great game. Me too. I learned a little bit from Sheree because I feel like back in the day when Sheree was like hot stuff, hot mama. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she didn't answer. I do remember in the scene, she mentioned that Tyrone couldn't make it. We see more of that later on too, child, that mess. Yes, so we'll definitely get into that. Anywho, we finally head to Broadway, honey to see Miss Burris's show. And my first note under the show has nothing to do with the show, the the drama or anything. It's just Marlo's red outfit was so fucking cute. Sickening, period. I was just about to say the same thing, honey. Head to freaking toe. She looked so freaking good. The hair was cute, the makeup. Oh my gosh, I wanted to rip it off her body and put it on my body. Honestly, best look for me. Absolutely. So that was cute, honey. And then they start playing with those damn vibrators. So, okay. So you Candy is a freak. I really just don't understand like, okay, you've got single women on this trip. You've got married women and you've got their husbands. And then you fail to mention that the remote can control any vibrator that's in close proximity like it's just inappropriate and then we're going to like a play like maybe if they were on their way to what was that dungeon show called um it might have been the dungeon welcome to the dungeon or if they were going to a burlesque show something to get you like enticing like ooh, it it matches the energy of the night but literally y'all are about to go watch Thoughts of a Color Man, which seems like a pretty serious production covering like the tropes of black men. It just, it was weird. Like the timing in the place was so weird. The one remote control for multiple vibrators, like what kind of swinger shit is this? That's giving faulty product for one. <laughs> it, was, it was giving dysfunction. <laughs> what if, you know, me and my man, non-existent man that is, are into, you know, open situations and we have multiple. Like, that, it don't work. It ain't even a good product, Candy. Come on now. Candy said it right. She's like, I'm not putting that on in front of all these men and stuff. Hell no. And we did see Kenya running late a little bit to the bus. And I have to say, last time I was giving her a couple flowers, not the whole bouquet for the piece. But this episode, the piece was letting me down. Was she old? She was wrapped up during the trip. Maybe she wasn't taking care of her at night when she took it off. But... The piece, oh man, I really was rooting for Kenya in that piece. But this episode, it was going downhill fast. It was giving store-bought Remy potentially like by day four is not looking good. Thank you. I told you it looked like it came straight from the pack and she did not shake nor go. It's just, yeah. I was like, 
Ooh. Not a cute piece. Not a cute piece. For me, it was Marlo in the all red with the city bike. Honey, an icon. She's an icon. And she knew that that was going to make the cut because they was already late. And she like, bitch, let me get on this city bike. I love Marlo Hampson. She don't want to mess her heels up. Exactly. Because she looked that good. And can't even want them to walk. Honey, she said no, ma'am. So it seems like the group enjoyed the play. Um, we get a little bit of a peek into like the synopsis or, or what the play is covering topic wise, honey. But if you did notice on the way back from the play, did you see that um, the play poster perched in the front row, right in the shot of the camera? Honey, you see that branding all throughout the rest of that show. Literally throughout the remainder of the trip, you see Thoughts of a Color Man poster somewhere in the shot. Smart. And honestly, I don't blame Candy because she's like, look, we're going to New York to see my play anyway. We're going to promote this shit. And I think it's, well, one, it's going to do a good job. And two, clearly Candy is doing a good job with promoting the show as well. Because if they're saying that the bulk of the tickets are being purchased from Atlanta and Texas, and they are literally coming from down south to watch the play, that's nothing but Candy Burris Tucker, okay? Definitely a testament to Candy Burris Tucker, her work ethic, her network, all of the above. So it's it's kudos. It's bravo for me. Give her her tens. Give her her tens. Honey, where do we go after that? So we're wrapping up a trip with a nice Ponderosa, like the ladies always do at the conclusion. Um, but initially we see Marlo, Sheree, and Kenya. I guess they get to whatever conference room they were in first. Honey, they said it was giving a pajama jam. They love a pajama jam. They do. It's a nice, like, wind down. You know, they can talk about the trip, all their issues, open up the table, Ponderosa vibe. Before the rest of the ladies and the men get down there, Drop It With Drew comes up again. And honey, they pulled up the website and it said that it was broken. Honey, the tea started coming out. Marlo's like, listen, the site for the archive works fine. And then Kenya goes, you know, Kenya more hair care. We see the nice splash of the of the uh, shop page. We see her in Brooklyn up there. Beautiful. How did Sheree talk about? Well, when she by Sheree is up, just know she's going to be open for business. I said, sis. Girl, you ain't even in the conversation. We still haven't even got the site. Oh, my God. We ain't got no products. We ain't got no rollout. We had a fashion show with no fashion. Shout out to Dwight. Like, girl. Spring, summer, and September. Now, with that being said, Drew, how are you going to have a website inviting people to come drop it with you? And you can't even drop it with you. You can't buy a meal plan. You can't buy a ticket to the weight loss club or whatever camps that she said they have all the way in Chicago and Kalamazoo and all these other places. Like, girl, fit your tech. Fit your tech. It goes back to, you know, her making things up a little bit, you know, stretching the truth to try to provide this image. And it's like, you ain't even backing it up with the receipts. So I'm glad they called her out because we trying to figure out why you trying to drop it. It ain't got nothing to drop it with. And she got all them assistants. What do they do? Entourage, Sonya called them. So as um, the remainder of the group comes in, we do see Kenya apologize to Ralph for the previous conversation at dinner. I'm just picking back up the note I made earlier about the Kenya more that we see this season. I mean, she is wounded in the fact that she's coming out of a toxic unsuccessful marriage but i think through that experience she's definitely grown this is a perfect example she's literally apologizing to ralph in front of the whole group she specifically said i was projecting like using the right terminology not if i offended you i apologize it's no i apologize 
that was you were kind of in the crossfire i was projecting my own issues with my own relationship onto you like it was very healthy i was very proud of her for that yeah honey it's giving growth for sure from miss kenya Moore. now granted i agree with her statement i think she was 100 percent right when she called rap out on his bullshit but i do also think it's really mature of her to acknowledge that that was not my place to per se say that to you even if i was thinking it and even if it was true it wasn't my place to do so so honey i respect her for doing that raf seems to um accept it you know he's just a cornball to me now whenever i see him on the screen it's just like i don't find him attractive i don't find him like funny i don't find anything positive about him so i was sort of annoyed regardless of him being in the room but it's cool that they were able to have that little kiki, have that connection, and a shout out to Kenya because she's a grown woman now. She definitely is. And then as the men leave, we see Sanya having the conversation with Drew about kind of what's been bubbling, which is basically calling her out on her behavior, on her actions, just as kind of like a bystander. Um, and Drew got defensive, very defensive. She did, and I sort of understood where she was coming from because she's like, girl, I picked you up from your car accident. You came to my room. Like, we talk all the time, and you had all of these opportunities to say something. So I understand her perspective, but I also fuck with Sonya for holding her own and telling her, look, this is how I feel. Like, yeah, this isn't the right time, but, I mean, one, we are filming a reality show, so it's never really going to be the right time, so just accept it. What's Sonya say? Um, I see you look a little confused, so I'm about to clear it up for you. I'm like, ooh. I'm about to help you understand. Or Yeah. Mm. That's what she said. I was like, okay, Sonya. She coming to play. She coming to play with the big boys. Even um, Candy and them were looking. Well, Candy actually threw shade. Candy did throw shade. She was like, what'd she say? You should have wrote it down. Honey, I guess, yeah, she probably wasn't very efficient in the way she was communicating. Um, but I mean, I honestly, I'm with you. I see both sides because it seems as though what doesn't fare well with this group of women is any type of like bullying or ganging up on. And I will say, um, this conversation between Sonia and Drew kind of felt like that, right? Like she was kind of inserting herself in a situation that didn't really, didn't directly involve her. Um, and just was like making it explicit to everyone in the group that she was kind of picking a side, which clearly isn't the side of Drew's. Um, but in the same breath, I do see kind of the importance of, um, establishing expectations as a friendship is kind of blossoming or growing between two people. So I see both sides. I think that she could have just had that conversation in her room. It still would have been filmed. I just want to understand what the motivation was to bring it up in front of everybody. Well, I think it was a combination of first getting like the shock factor from Drew and bringing up in front of other people, but then also, you know, calling her out on her bullshit and sort of making her have to answer to it. Because if you recall, like, as she's bringing it up and they're talking about Drop It With Drew and the website and all these things, like, she starts basically coming up with excuses as to why she had surgery, why she did this, why she did that, like, all of these ailments and things of that nature. And in all honesty, I don't like to, you know, judge a person's story because you never know what people are going through. But with Drew, it's just always so drastic and it comes off sort of not believable because she's sitting here saying that she did this she lost that she lost that and it's like you did not do that and so you're not really dropping it 
or anything and so it's like are you really being genuine and i think candy you know brought it out when she's like people just want to know that you're legit people don't want to hear about your bullshit answers or like these just antics or these lies quote unquote that you're saying because it comes off very disgenuine is that a word a uh, disingenuous disingenuous there you go it just comes off bad okay drew <laughs> not okay drew buddy <laughs> So please, like, if you didn't lose the weight, that's fine. If you had a mommy makeover, that's okay. Make your blog about mommy makeovers. True. Target your brand to mothers that are having to go through these types of things. Don't make shit up because it's easy and you have all these meal plans. And her business partner said something about an app. Like, I feel like all they were pulling bullshit up out their ass. Because why is this woman have five assistants in New York with her? Like, it's just all a show. It's a show for me. We did gloss over the the shot of the room when there were literally, I think it was four or five assistants in one room for a trip to New York. It was, uh, yeah, it's it's giving, honestly, oh, don't kill me, but I feel like Drew is the type to wear like fake designer. Absolutely. Do you get that vibe? Yes, I feel like all of it is fake. Oh, I really just, I want better for her. Honey, as Marlo said, she was like, Oh, so this is a program to maintain surgery, like to keep up after you have the surgery. And she was like, no, it's a weight loss. And it's just like, girl, just stop flip-flopping. Stop presenting yourself as someone who's bigger and better version of yourself. Just be true to who you are. The thing is on these shows is like, it's very easy to see the fake from the real. And the issue is, you know, there's a certain, I think at least, I would expect there's a certain kind of level of lifestyle luxury that the Real Housewives franchise gives off, which is true. I don't want to see nobody broke on that show. I want to see people who are successful, who got money and they're spending it um, and just living that life, you know, just kind of the rich and the famous. We've it's been, you know, it's been a decade long thing that we've we've always wanted to peek into kind of that lifestyle. But if you are fronting on that screen, it will come off as such. And I really just want her to get back to who she is, um, really just show like the truth. I mean, I will say a lot of the other women are doing that, especially on this season. And so in order to be successful, Drew just really needs to look herself in the mirror and really just keep it real. She really does because it's not gonna read well and I'm hoping that she realizes that before the end of the season and that she's not realizing it now live with us because honey, if she's on this fake shit throughout the whole season, I'm gonna be over her by the finale and not gonna want her to return next season at all. Okay, so Miss Adora, if you're out there, get your shit in order and kick Raph to the curb, okay? Ooh, 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 yikes. Honey, so that really wrapped up the New York trip, and we ended the episode with a little road trip down south, a state or two states, to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with Miss Sheree on a road to who? Tyrone. Um, for me, it was the montage they put together when she was in the car riding down. And honestly, like, no shade. Like, it's a funny little clip uh, moment that they inserted there. But it really did remind us as viewers, like, wait, like, this whole relationship has been brewing for a while. She feels very strongly about him. I remember she was meeting with, like, her therapist, life coach. 
And she said there was no doubt in her mind that this was the love of her life. So, yeah, I mean, he's been around ever since, you know, damn near the beginning of time when her and Nini have had their first situation. And so there's clearly something about this man. I don't know if it's his personality, the conversations, the dick. I don't know what it is, but honey, it's got her going so crazy that she dragged the crew from New York City <laughs> to Philadelphia to meet her man in a coffee shop, and he don't show up. I, my heart breaks for this whole thing because, I mean, it's very evident that Sheree was extremely heartbroken by the fact that he didn't show up. First of all, she was out there waiting in the cold. It looked cold. That's how you know it's cold, when it looks cold. Sis was bundled up in her furs, was trying to sip on her hot tea, but she was waiting out there for two hours for that man. It was so bad that production had to step in, communicate that they had contacted his attorneys, and from there is where we learned that he had a parole violation, so he cannot show up. I could not tell if it was giving that he violated his parole before coming to this, or if him attending this lunch was him violating the parole. And I'm assuming it's the latter. And if so, I'm curious if it's because of the filming aspect, which still wouldn't really make sense to me because people film on parole all the time. It was just all sort of confusing, specifically when she said she talked to him the day of. And I don't know. I mean, if he just decided to just not show up and didn't give any reason for it, that is fucked up. But I also could see the producers just like, you know, playing with the storyline a little bit here. Specifically because, honey, those tears were giving a little crocodile to me. So she does call Kenya. She does. And this is, like, the conclusion for me um, as far as just seeing Kenya in a different space in a different light, again, at this point in the season. Um, because what we've really seen here is Kenya becoming a girl's girl. If you remember, the Kenya Moore that joined the cast way back when, she was you know, gallivanting with the men and she loved to remind us how much of a guy's girl she was and, you know, kick it with the bros and I'm all cool, da da whatever. But now I feel like we've seen that evolution into her being a girl's girl, which is to me so much more refreshing. Um, again, she's dealing with kind of the mess of her own marriage ending and kind of just made her more vulnerable. I especially when it comes to men. Um, so I think it was I, it was just a beautiful scene to see them have kind of that beautiful sisterhood moment. Um, Kenya is giving her words of encouragement. But I mean, if the tears were crocodile or real, it was just sad to watch. It really was. She even called her daughter. Her daughter seemed to be like, honey, what is Tyrone doing? So I don't know how they're going to clean up this mess. Does Tyrone come back? Will he disappear and she just move on? I'm open either way. I don't need to see Tyrone anymore. I mean, I feel like this was the opportunity for us to see him. And if he's not going to show up, I don't want to keep dragging this out because we're going back to Atlanta now. And we all know he can't come to Atlanta because of his parole. So it's like we might as well just leave it in Philadelphia to Kenya's point. It is what it is. Don't call him no more. Let's just move on and build another story. So shout out to Kenya for actually having her back, honey. She got on the phone. No makeup on. Like it. To your point, she is showing a different, you know, truly genuine side of, of herself and to her towards her castmates and I'm a fan of that because I'm tired of the same old Kenya just stirring drama and being a bitch like it's time to grow it's time to learn and it seems that she's doing just that yeah the old Kenya Moore has expired and now we're seeing a different version of herself which I'm open to see I mean am I ready to hear a mean old Kenya Moore read 
Definitely, but I'm sure we have some of that coming down the pipeline for the remainder of the season. So, all in all, I think it was a very strong, strong episode. I mean... It was. It was a solid ending to our New York trip. I think next week we're going to be back down in the Joe Gyps streets, honey. So, I think it was cute, you know. Shout out to Candy and her show. Overall, it was a filler episode. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask you, A, since we're done going through kind of kicking what happened on the episode who are you giving your peach of the week to honey you know i was just thinking about that and i think i'm going to i think you convinced me to give it to this person honestly it's gonna have to be kenya more it's gonna have to be kenya like i feel like she is really growing as a housewife you know all the girls this week were pretty much just playing their role and I was expecting Kenya to do what she did two weeks ago when she called out Raph, but for her to double back and then take accountability for that and then to weave in, you know, how she was projecting and then to now also be looking out for Sheree, like, I don't know. I feel like she is doing a better job at balancing being, like, the quote-unquote villain as far as throwing shade and and talking about people, but also being genuine and and recognizing that there's a time for shade and there's a time for being serious and just looking out for people. And I think that's something that she's never done and it's something that I've never seen, historically speaking, villains on Rahua do, cough, cough, nini, because typically, you know, when they're the villain, they just dive into that villain mode and they don't let up at all. And so it's cool to see her, you know, being a little softer, recognizing her faults, you know, owning up to that and and truly trying to turn a different leaf or a new leaf with um, these girls. So I'm going to give my peach of the week, shockingly, to Miss Kenya Moore. Okay. Now, I will agree. I think that Kenya um, deserves the peach of the week just because it just seemed like... Watching her on this trip, especially because, you know, understanding that Brooklyn was there too. And she, it's not like they went to LA for a trip. They went to New York where her man, or I should say her former man, baby daddy, the father of her child lived. So it was kind of like two birds, one stone with supporting Candy, but also trying to figure out and get to the bottom of this whole custody situation. And she handled it with grace. And honestly, I just feel like she handled it in a very real way. She's like, I'm not wearing those panties. Like, no. And then it was giving advice to the women and um, kind of apologizing and being accountable with the whole Ralph situation, supporting Candy. Like, it was just, it felt very real. Being an open ear for Sonya as well. Um, It just seemed like Kenya was on a trip to New York. They just so happened to be recording her. So I wouldn't disagree with their peach of the week, but to just switch it up, I'm also going to extend my peach of the week to Marlo Hampton. I feel like in for all of the same reasons that you granted yours to Kenya, Marlo has really just continued to shock me so far. I think that she has just, now that she's kind of a peach holder and a part of the cast, like of course she has her shady moments, but at the end of the day, she comes to each situation in a constructive way way for the most part trying to get to the bottom of the drew and ralph situation um, trying to understand the drop it with drew situation supporting candy and todd when they were going through their debates over um the condo etc business all of those things and then all doing it while slaying the looks okay honestly my peach of the week is going to marlo's all red look specifically 
iconic. That look. When I say I saw it, I literally paused. I'm like, oh, wait, girl, this is a look. I was like, oh, that's how we're doing. It was so cute. She had the curls going down. Absolutely. Marlo fucking Hampton. I'm a fan of that Peach of the Week, so I'm glad you gave it to Marlo because she was going to be my second choice, honestly. Period. Yep. Honey, well, next week we're back in these Atlanta streets, so I guess I'll see you same time, same place, just like we always do. Absolutely. Y'all know where to find us. Stay tuned in. I feel like we're just about to reach new levels of spice with the season. Um, so I'm really excited to continue to key key and really just break it down. Yes, me too, girl. You have a good week. Listeners, y'all have a good week. Hit us up on our Instagram, on our socials. Let us know what you thought of the episode. And we'll see you back next time. Okay. All right. Bye. Deuces. Thanks for listening to Black Reality Kiki. Like and subscribe for more from your favorite Black Reality gurus. Till next time, keep it peachy, y'all. Bye.